Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Greetings, good day, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of, you guessed it, Tej Talks. Today's podcast is with my mate, Dean. He also buys properties in the same area as I do, and actually we've met up a few times at random networking events and uh, had really good chats about some of the, uh, the local behaviour, should we say, and he's, uh, he's helped me out with some insight into certain streets and certain places to and not to invest, and also certain people. We've, we've uh, both used certain tradespeople. Tradespeople's a strong word for them, but uh, certain cowboys before. And uh, on today's show... We're kind of focusing more on what Dean does, you know, as his day job, I suppose. And we're talking about the boiler ban. Oh my god, the Daily Mail, the Sun said there's going to be no more boilers. What about Jenny? She's 83 and, you know, she can't afford a new boiler. But, you know, the government, oh, plunging her into debt. (sighs) You know, that's the kind of sensationalist shit that you may have heard about. And it's kind of quietened down now in the start of 2021. But I think it's really important to speak about this boiler ban, which potentially applies to, you know, people who are doing new builds more so than not. But, you know, if you are, if you've got a whole house and you're going back to brick and you're thinking, should I now do a gas system when the Sparky could potentially do an electrical heating system? This is something to think about. And maybe even in your own houses, if you're refurbing them or building them. So we speak about the boiler ban, we break it down, we talk about the figures and we look at alternatives and what it actually looks like for us in the future as property investors and developers. Now look, if you're not familiar with my e-learning platform, please do check it out, tedgetalks.learnworlds.com. I have five modules on there and there's a big discount at the moment, I think it's 45% off. And this is the entire spectrum, the entire thing from buy, refurbish, refinance, rent. Every single step and every single stage within that is broken down. It is aimed at, you know, beginners or Actually, quite a few people have signed up, have a couple of properties, but have been doing it the kind of old school, different way. So look, go check it out, see what you think. There's some testimonials on there as well. Dean Adkins, welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. How you doing, mate? I'm good. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, when I first met you and when I first listened to your, your crazy stories growing up in the valleys, I, <laughs> I, I never thought I'd uh, have you on a podcast. I honestly thought, what can I do to not have this guy on? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Mate, no. to be honest, I never thought I'd be sitting here when I looked at the back of the room and seen some guy in a yellow hoodie in a production. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny how things end up, right? So from there to, to London and to, to now, here we are. So, you know what, we're going to talk um, about something that's kind of been in the media maybe a bit of fake news a bit of stuff that you know on the face of it property investors should be not concerned about but should be wary of and maybe making plans or at least understanding um this whole thing but before we get into that kind of juicy topic in the news um, and for everyone who doesn't know what we're talking about it's the Boiler ban. Oh my God, boilers are banned. Dun, dun, dun. Let's talk about you, Dean. You know, what, tell me about yourself. Um, well, apart from being Welsh, 
and like in long, long sunset walks on the beach, mate, as you already know. Um, I live in London. I work in work in London in, in construction industry. I, I run a consultancy uh, in central London that deals with this sort of thing, the building services engineering. So, you know, the, the exact thing that is related to the boiler ban. Um, but just a little bit about me. I, I studied building services engineering in university, starting my career off before that as an electrician. Um, got a job in central London as an M&E manager, which is a basically a manager that deals with everything that's pipes and cables. Um, and, you know, fast forward through that, I've been on the team or been part of the team that's delivered um, over a billion pound worth of construction in London, mainly in Zone One, um, just some of the most iconic buildings on on the London skyline, such as Twenty Two Bishop's Gate, One Blackfriars Road, things like that. And uh, the majority of these projects that I've that I've been on um, are all residential. So uh, you know, is there's there's a lot of experience that I've got there, which deals with things like the boiler ban and things that I've had to think about and incorporate into uh, projects such as this. So, um, yeah, so that's it. And I, I, I also, obviously, through knowing you um, and how I came to meet you, I've, I dabble in property, you could say. Cool. So you are well-versed and qualified to talk about these sort of things. Um so this boiler ban now, you know, if you Google boiler ban, I mean, I actually got it up right now. You've got the first page from EDF, which seems quite, um, you know, erudite, I think is a good word for that. It's it seems quite accurate. You've then got um, the Guardian, which seems quite sensible. Then you've got your boiler could be extinct by 2025. Then it's the government said it was 2023, but no, it's 25 um, this is impractical. Uh, are they being banned? Uh, and then the Express, which I, I think they're sort of basically like the Daily Mail, uh, says gas boilers face ban from next year. Um, and that was last year. So um, this is interesting. And, uh, you know, boiler ban is quite a big thing because I believe, look at my newfound knowledge, 78% of houses in the UK get their heat from gas so can you just clarify like what this boiler ban is and, and i suppose why it's you know coming into play yeah of course so just to touch on you know some of the things that i do I, the reason that you know well i'm here really is the fact that the property stuff that i do and that me and you have, have crossed paths with quite a lot there's a blurred line between what i do um, for the bigger construction firms and how that leaks over into the property industry. And a lot of that is things like this, such as the boiler ban and the media shouting and screaming, uh, uh, how that's going to affect people. And when you look at the news, you've got, you know, you've got the things like the boiler is going to be extinct and things like that. And it's just, re it's just not true. You know, it's, it's a ban on, on sort of, fossil fuels or you know or, or, or low low carbon sources are being pushed more um so it's not so much a boiler ban it's more a ban on heating sources which is not low carbon so 
you know, they've latched onto that to, to catch people's eye. So all it is, is it's a, it's a ban on, on any heating system that's not low carbon, right? Which majority of that is, is gas boilers. Um, and like you said, the, the, I think the, the actual figure for uh, boilers in homes and things like that is 29 million homes in the UK and only 1 million are heated with low carbon sources. So there's an 85% um, rate of gas in homes, but that's not what's being targeted. So this boiler ban is not for people like me and you. Um, and that is what needs to be clarified. You know, people need to know what is actually being targeted and people need to know what, who, well, who needs to be worried and who really doesn't. Um, I don't want to say you don't need to be worried at all if you do what me and you do and, and renovating houses and, and that sort of stuff, because it's on the path that will start affecting you and the ripple effects that come from the change will affect people. So for instance, the initial, the initial date for the implementation of a low carbon heating country was 2025. Now, they've brought that forward to 2023, and they brought that forward on the 18th of November this year. So I think that they've been a little bit ridiculous, if I'm honest, in the fact that, you know, we've gone through enough in 2020. Do they really need to be bringing it forward now? You know, people need to be... amazing. What, what's happened this year? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, well, I actually stood on a plug. So, I mean... you know, if that... That's probably the worst thing that's happened this year, I think. I mean, yeah, I can't think of anything else major. Don't know. Well, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I've been through enough, just yeah. stepping on that plug. So I think that it's quite selfish that they're bringing it forward, considering everything I've been through. But I um, heard that they actually, that was a mistake. And now they're saying 2025. Well, I think it's it just, there's a massive backlash on the fact that people are saying like, whoa, you know, people are trying to keep their companies afloat at the moment. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know, let alone trying to bring this, this big target for, and it is a really big target. So basically just, just the headline of it, they want to go towards a net zero country by 2050. The first step on the path to a net zero um, country is that's the terminology they use in net zero being, you know, all, all low carbon um, sort of heating and, and power generation, that sort of thing. The first step, that they're taking is the biggest effect uh, on the environment, which is gas, heating with gas. Um, and this, this boiler ban is, is, is they're just pushing people to low carbon heat sources, such as air source heat pumps and all this sort of stuff. But you don't need to know the, the ins and outs of that because it's just like a boiler you would just go and buy an air source heat pump from the shelf and install it. Um, but they're not implementing this for people like us. This is being implemented for developers. Okay. And this is being implemented for people who are building new builds. Okay. So if you own a property and it's being renovated, they're not going to make you put in a heat pump. They're not going to make you dig in a ground source heat pump in the garden. So it really isn't an issue for people, I guess. So the main thing that is an issue for us is the fact that 
this is obviously going to put push, push prices up, right? You know, boiler manufacturers are going to lose the entire market of new builds. So they're going to need to get that money from somewhere. So they're going to need to start pushing their prices up. Mm. And that is what I think people need to latch on to. Not this media scaremongering where they're saying things like, you know, the extinction of boilers and, and that sort of stuff. And, you know, the media don't need an excuse to, to scaremonger people in the property industry. You know, they've, they've always been known to, to do that. So the main issue that people need to, need to be sort of concerned about is the fact that this is going to push prices up for equipment, um, for boiler companies because of the, the new build sector they, that they're going to lose. Um, a lot of small companies, they might not survive. So if you're looking to, you know, get that cheap boiler that your plumber has told you about, maybe you need to think twice and pay for the more expensive and the more robust company and start looking at the company rather than the boiler. Because that small company, by 2025, they may not survive this, 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 uh, these new rules. So if they go under, where are you going to get your spare parts from? So there's things like that you need to be, need to be concerned about. Um, the price for labor you know, there's going to be a lot of courses that people are going to have to do. And I really don't envy installers in 2022, 2023 and 24, because they're going to need to train up if they've got new build contracts, because they're going to be expected to install air source heat pumps, um, you know, and, and, and that's, that's going to be quite a task. It's a completely different system to a boiler. You know, it's not pipes and, and water like, like we're used to. It's more ventilation and and heat exchange rather than rather than just pumping around hot water around the property. So they're going to need to train up in that, which is going to cost them money. And a lot of the time, those those costs are going to be passed on to the end user, such as me and you. So whereas we might not be completely impacted by the boiler ban, as they're calling it, we will be impacted. The ripple effect in, in the ripple effect that will get us. Mm, okay, and you know what? With with new builds, right? And maybe I'm missing something here. People who are doing new builds now and who have done it in the past few years, why? Like, and I'm talking a new build where there's no you know existing supply, which is a lot of them. You know, you got to pay the gas company. 10, 15 grand, whatever, to get the gas in from the road or from the nearest place into the house. In this situation, why don't developers just save that money and just do, which a lot of houses have, you know, a heat source pump or just simply like electric heaters on a kind of central system, which would save money and save the gas? Is, is it because potential buyers have the cultural thing of gas in their heads or what do you think it is? To be honest, I think it's I think it's expertise and knowledge. I think that people are not sort of educated on the benefits of it. And you know, as a developer, you've got a million things to think about. You adding this, you know, new, you know, new way of thinking, let's go electric, let's do this, let's do that. A lot of people are just just stick to what you know, stick to the basics, get the project over the line and sell them. I think. That I, I personally think that is the main reason for this technology not being explored more. Um, but when you start 
look at it. I don't think that it's a, I, I think it's more of an ignorance thing. Um, and I, I definitely don't mean that in a bad way. Um, but when you actually explain and educate developers on the benefits of using electric and using different technologies, I've, I've never come across someone who's, who's, who's kind of, you know, said no, really, you know, they, they love it. The, the electric, electric, using electric to heat a property in terms of either that being a heat pump, um, you know, whatever it may be, the, the benefits outweigh the, 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 um, the non-benefits. <laughs> My yeah, mind's just I mean, gone blank when I speak English. <laughs> that's what I thought because, you know, like I've seen houses with electric heaters. I mean, the house that I'm in at the moment has electric heaters. And I mean, I haven't got a bill yet, so I don't know if they are more expensive to run. But they, you know, they sort of do the same kind of thing, you know, as far as I can tell. Um, and these are pretty cheap heaters in here. The thing is fitted. But you can get some nice electric heaters without the ugly pipes without the potential of leaks. Like, I just think they're just so much easier. Like if I was going to do a house, you know, even in the valleys again, and it didn't have gas in it or, you know, it was ripped out or whatever, I would just do electric like anyway, because I don't know, it, it kind of makes sense. So, you know, and if it's better for the environment, then I don't know, why not? Um, I just find it interesting that like, I mean, I've heard agents say, for example, oh, you know, tenants don't like electric heating and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if it's that lack of knowledge or it's like a cultural thing or it's just like, I don't know. I mean, as long as your house is warm, surely people well, look, don't give a shit. I get, yeah, 100%. And if you're going to rent the property out, it's, it's you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put my consultant hat on now. And, you know, I I deal with a lot of, a lot of uh, property investors and things like that who – who I consult for, like I said in the beginning, the blurred, there's a lot of blurred lines between what I do in the city centre in London and what I do with you know yourselves and and whoever else in the in the single buy to lets market. And what else? The benefits are you know it, are crazy. So obviously, there's if you're renting a property out, you've got the risk mitigation for the fact that you've not got wet services going around the house, which which accounts for the majority of issues in a property, right? There's how many times of, you know, and there'll be a lot of people who listen to this podcast now who are kind of nodding their head, phone call from the tenant, there's water dripping somewhere. You know, if you could take that risk away, then great. You know, and the installation costs, all that sort of stuff, right? And yes, electricity is slightly more expensive um, due to all these changes, but there's a massive amount of pressure from the government to switch over to low carbon sources for electricity generation. I think companies, the companies that are doing that now are Shell, surprisingly, uh, Bulb are doing it, uh, an all green um, network, uh, Octopus are doing it. So if you go with people like that, you know, they, they're going to be a little bit more expensive, but that's going to start being driven down in the coming years. So there's the risk mitigation, right? And that is, you know, that to the majority of people, you say that and they're sold. I'm sold on that. But when you start coming to, if you're doing a flip, it's 
hard to believe how much of a selling point it is when you go in with a green approach. Selling a property where you say, you know, by the way, this is a green property. We are uh, in compliance to, you know, the, the the new rules that are coming out in 2023 or 2025, whenever they decide to do it, which are saying that they're looking for a green um, a more green approach to heating. You know, we've done that. We heat the property using electric heaters, um, you know, this, that, and the other. It's it's greener, it's safer, it's less risky. I know it may sound like a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a drag saying that, but it's unbelievable how many people kind of go, oh wow, that's amazing. You know, and it's it's definitely worth it. Um for the for the developers, they've actually estimated. So we we done a price comparison for a lot of people that were that I was trying to get to switch over to the green side of things, and for a new home to install this, it would cost four and a half grand. For an existing home to rip out their their current heating system and install a low carbon heating system, you're talking twenty six grand. It's not going to happen. You what? Twenty. Yeah. That, but hold on, I could. I know I could do it for less. Yeah, but you're investing in Wales, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the twenties. I mean, that is. But I mean, at some point, like existing houses. I'm mean, gonna say some point. I mean, ten, twenty, however many years, existing houses are potentially going to have to be ripped out and installed with low carbon stuff. Yeah, but I don't know how they could achieve that. Mm. This is why. I, this is why you know I see I see a lot of people on Instagram who kind of share this this news story of like shock and awe, you know, and they're concerned about the wrong thing. You shouldn't be concerned if you're just doing single by to lets with this primarily. You should be concerned about the ripple effect being prices going up, installer prices going up, installers needing training, that sort of thing. That's what you need to be worried about. I don't even think in, in 10, 20 years, how can they achieve that? You know, can you imagine a government rolling out all private homeowners now need to rip out their existing um, existing heating system, and it's going to cost probably about like fifteen to thirty grand to do. You know, it's not going to happen because bear in mind, if you were going down the if you're going down the electric heating system, then fine, you've got a couple of electric heaters on the walls. It's not going to cost a great deal, but if you've got if you're going down the full you know, low carbon heat source route, then the reason it costs like 26 grand on average, and that's a, that was a, a, a survey done across the UK, you're going to need to rip out all pipe work. You know, you're going to need to divert water away from the boiler. You know, you're going to need to cut off your gas supply. You can't have an open gas supply in the in the property. It doesn't matter how many isolation valves you put on, put on it. You're going to need to isolate that in the street. You know, you're going to need to, Put, you're going to need to bring the ceilings down because you're going to need to put um, ventilation in the property because they source heat pumps. They transfer heat throughout the property through ventilation majority of the time. You know, Have you got a ceiling void to do that? So you may need to drop the ceilings. It's a massive thing. I don't think the government are going to be able to achieve that. You know, I know what I would say and I know what you would say if the government came knocking on the door and said, excuse me, mate, <laughs> can you do this? You know? It's just unachievable. So I don't think that's that's ever going to be a concern for us. 
I mean, they handled coronavirus so well, so I'm <laughs> so I'm sure they can. I'm sure they can handle this well. But no, that's a that's a really good point, and that leads me to my next question, which is if you know developers are listening to this, or you know someone's about to build a house, and they don't want to put in gas, and they feel it's a better decision, which it you know, probably is. Um, you know, should they go for air source or ground source heat pumps or should they go for what which seems a lot simpler to me and cheaper electric radiators in the house well is it there's a lot of for a start yes you should go for something like that absolutely throw throw gas in the bin for a starters if you're submitting planning now and your project is not going to be completed by 2023 they'll turn it down anyway and that's that's pretty much what they're doing now. Uh, I know that I know the GLA Greater London Authority. They're doing it. I've just been through a massive battle with Tower Hamlets, um, where some planning was uh, submitted about a year ago, and the project is going to be is you know the program for the project is going to be um, sort of mid twenty twenty three, and they've just cancelled the planning. You know how can they do that? But they have. You know, because the way that they're seeing it at the moment is it doesn't matter if your project has had planning conditions, uh, planning acceptance. If you've not put a shovel in the ground, they'll cancel it. So the risk of anybody who's putting in any developers that's listening now, if you're putting in planning permission and your plan, your project is going to go anywhere near 2023, then don't even bother because it doesn't allow you any room to breathe because if you don't start that project you know and properly start that project i don't mean just going down there and cutting the tree down properly start that project you know they will cancel your your planning conditions so it doesn't allow you to have any issues you know so it it just takes that ability away so i i say to all developers that i that i deal with now don't even think about gas you know we, we, you, you're flying too close to the sun um so you know and that's just the risk side of things if you look at the more green and the environmental side of things the the electric side of things is is the electric heating is is definitely the way to go mate i i really think that you know not from a you, you know i think a lot of people don't like it i like don't like hearing this but as a developer you have a moral obligation to to think about the environment you know it's a massive impact on on the carbon footprint of the country you know 14 percent of greenhouse gases in this country come from houses and 88 percent of that 14 percent comes from gas heating so as a developer you've got a moral obligation to 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 look at this and think about this. That's how I think anyway. That's what, that's what I believe. You know, personally, I tend to look at, look at, you know, planting a couple of trees in a local area for every property that I do, because I feel as we've got a moral obligation, the trucks that we drive around, the, the deliveries come at the site. The fact that we don't look at the green side of things, the majority of the time we look at the price. I think, yeah, we've got a moral obligation to do that which is, you know, why I'll chuck a couple of trees in the ground. And I think a developer should be looking at the electric side of things. And the fact is, as well, it costs less. 
it's less risky, it's greener, and it's a selling point. I think so. I think you get some sexy electric radiators nowadays, like, and they're not that much more expensive. And if it comes in with the cost of your rewire or wiring, there's no ugly pipes. There's no, you know, like you said, there's no water. There's no, you know, the issues from it are, are one system, and that's the electrics, which arguably are more reliable than pipes with water in. So, you know, I, I'm I'm about that, and I know that when I'm you know doing my developments that you know I'm gonna start doing. It is going to be electric. I, I don't see the need. Um, although, you know, gas cookers are way better. You know, if you like cooking, you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, induction is pretty cool as well. So, Dean, um, is there anything else uh, you feel we should know about the boiler ban? Or do you think we have shared the the real news and the real insight with people? Yeah, I think it's pointless going into too much detail and, and starting to, you know, get really geeky about it. I think the main thing that we need to get across today is that don't read the news you know uh, if <laughs> it's scary it's and the majority of it isn't true um the boiler banner for developers and it's not a bad thing it's nothing to be scared about it's nothing to be worried about as developers you need to pay attention to it um but when you do pay attention to it and spend some time looking at it and speaking to people like myself then you'll find out that it's great. It's going to be fine. If you're a property investor like myself and Tej, then, and you're doing single buy to let, you don't need to be concerned about it, but just keep your eye out for the increase of prices around 2023, because I think it will happen. Um, but it's just something you need to keep your eye out for. And it also, if you're doing things like what me and Tej do, then start looking at the companies that you're using, start going for the more reputable companies, you know, the Worcester Bosch sort of thing. Not, not some of these companies that, you know, if you, if you buy a boiler, you get a free, a free bacon sarni, that sort of thing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, start looking at companies that you think will last through these changes. And that's all I think people need to know. mate. Cool. I love it. Dean, if people want to follow you or chat to you, uh, where should they go? Um, so I, I blog a lot of my property things and property mumbo jumbo on um, at Dean Buys Houses on uh, on Instagram. Um, but if you if you want to get in touch with me about um, through that, uh, then feel free to. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me about consultancy for for any of this sort of stuff any of the stuff we've spoken about just, if you just like this give me a podcast, shout drop me a line connect with Tej on facebook linkedin and youtube Excellent. for more great content